Welcome back to episode 9 of Holy Trinity Deep Dive. This episode I will be analyzing chapters of Omniscient Reader's Viewpoint. Last time I analyzed Omniscient Reader's Viewpoint, I left off with Kim Dokja announcing that he's Yu Jungyo to a group of people that knew of Yu Jungyo through Ways of Survival. Then the next chapter begins with everyone becoming shocked at his answer. And the next chapter starts with everyone becoming shocked at who Kim Dilkja supposedly is. But they're questioning it because his face isn't as handsome as Yu Jungyo's. They even somehow cause someone's death, although indirectly. Because the guy tries to look at him with a skill. And since no one wants to make Yu Jungyo angry, the leader of that group kills the man. And when Kim Dokja is finally introduced to Yi Sung the deputy of Dongmyo Station, Kim Dokja stays in character and demands that he leaves because the station is now his. Very Yu Jungyo like, just ordering people around. And Kim Dokja goes on to say, if the transfer does not happen soon, that he will cut the person's head off. And Jung Hee-won and Lee Hyung-sung were very nervous because they have no idea why Kim Dokja is acting like this. And I don't know why I was so surprised that he wouldn't let anyone in on his thoughts, even though they have the telepathic way to communicate because of the kings and the flags. But Kim Dokja continues to speak, asking whether it sounded like he was joking or not and taking out unbreakable faith. And this is what causes Lee sung to give up. But Kim Dokja just stays in character, saying it's too late and that Lee sung must give Pondimun station as well. But Lee sung informs him that he can't do that saying that he can give him Pondemun history and culture park, but he doesn't have the authority to give Pondemun. So they seem to have come to a consensus, and they head back to Pyongmo Station together. But Yi Young-sung goes to say Kim Dokja, and Jung Hee-won just ruthlessly hits him in the stomach, causing him to stop speaking. But once they finally get to the station, they both really play their part, kneeling and saying they will do his bidding. And it's even funnier because now all the people from Pongdaemun Station are like, oh my gosh, it must be Yu Jungyo. And then there's a bit of a disgusting situation where there's slaves who are being watched by other members whilst fighting ground rats which causes Jung Hee-won to become disgusted, even going as far as saying how it's not a real kingdom. Kim Dokja pretty much just tells her, you know what, rein it in for now, we'll deal with the situation later. But then while people are doubting Kim Dokja again a bit, Kim Dokja sees Lee sung phone screen, and it looks like a book, so he wonders if he has his own version of Ways of Survival. He's also wondering how many profits there are. And since Kim Dokja wants to know this stuff, being the nosy person he is, he invests 5,000 coins into his ability, causing his ability level to increase from 20 to 30. 
and then he approaches Isyungo. This causes Isyungo to try and hide his smartphone, but Kim Dokja is able to see a glimpse of the screen and speech bubbles, making him realize it was a chat room and that the internet was somehow working. I mean, there's gotta be some person who can control the internet with all these different skills who was able to survive. But Kim Dokja will soon get his answer because he, well, he realizes it and then he comes face to face with the facts. He realizes since they're at Pyongmo Station that it's possible because of Han Dong-un because he is the one who can control the internet. And Lee Seung-go reveals that he's the real representative and the reason he brought them there was to talk in the tent because it had a sound wave blocking skill on it due to Han Dong-un. And as they talk, Lee Seung-go reveals that he's a prophet saying how he and the others have been waiting for him and that they want to alliance with him as they had a revelation and could use it to help Yoo Jung-yo. I think this whole scenario is funny for everyone, you know, involved that's on Kim Dokja's side because while his companions might not know this, Kim Dokja knows the future. He is the only person who read the whole book, so listening to these people trying to bargain with Yoo Jung-yo that's actually Kim Dokja in saying, oh, we read this book, it has all this information. And Kim Dokja knows more than all of them. It's so funny. And we also learn that the prophets use the person to get off as the ranking of how much they've read. Like Lee seung is the ninth person to get off. Like the later you got off, the, I guess, more important you are. Kim Dokja would be whatever the last number is because he read the whole book. But Kim Dokja decides to mess with Lee seung a bit, saying it's the first time he had heard of the attribute, the ninth person to get off. And you think if you're trying to make an alliance with who you think is a powerful, easy-to-anger regressioner, you would, you know, not be on your phone the whole time. But there he is in front of Kim Dokja, or who he thinks is Yu Jung-yo on his phone trying to get advice from the other prophets. But their whole conversation is interrupted when Jung Hee-won gets into a fight with Jung Mi-sung. And Kim Dokja once again is nosy. And when Jung Mi-sung and Lee Seung-go go to talk alone, he invests 2,000 coins into hearing enhancement to listen to their conversation. And they were suspicious of him actually being Yu Jung-yo. Because Yu Jung-yo was described as having a handsome face and Kim Dokja didn't fit that description. Man, that's gotta hurt. But they also went on to say how it's weird that a random woman was with him as well besides Lee Hyung-sung. And Kim Dokja just plain out says when they get back and talk to him whether or not they're questioning if he's the real deal. And then he just, this part was hilarious because when they ask why Kim Nam-moon wasn't with him or who the woman was, since she isn't Lee Ji-hae, Kim Dokja replies saying Kim Nam-moon no longer existed in this turn since he was killed by another prophet. Kim Dokja then talks about a guy imitating him, Yu Jong-yo, and how that guy killed the delusional demon and gobbled up the hidden scenarios in the beginning. Thanks to that, my plan became twisted. 
He's literally talking about himself to other people that don't know he's talking about himself. Then we learn that they're actually prophets who aren't on the same side. Surprise, surprise. But there are 12 in specific that believe they are the only ones who have read the real revelation and can change the world. Apparently, they've read more of Ways of Survival than the rest of them. And then they assume right then and there that the prophet Yoo met, that is Kim Dokja, is the unknown last apostle because there are only 11 known apostles. And we learn that Changshin Station is Chungmuro's target station that they have to conquer or the whole group dies. But the tyrant king has already occupied it because some prophets made mistakes and his power suddenly rose. Let me guess, some of them were like, I just want to survive and gave him the information that could mess up the whole timeline. And they even go on to try to say that they worked very hard to figure out the revelations. And Kim Bilksha was thinking, no, I knew you guys can't be left alone and I'm going to end it before you people ruin the story. And then we finally really meet Han Dong-on because Kim Dokja kind of gets him out of his mind control thing they were doing over him and says that he will get rid of the prophets if he allows him. And Kim Dokja reveals that they shouldn't exist because they are interfering with the epilogue. And then Kim Dokja comes face to face with Jung mi because he pretty started a revolt there with just the three of them. And Jung Myung-sung and Jung Mi-sol says, Yoo Jung-yo, the other prophets will know this. Kim Dokjo or Yoo Jung-yo says, how will they know if the internet doesn't work? And they're just questioning, why would you do this? And Kim Dokjo says, let's see, this question is meaningless. Even if I was the real Yoo Jung-yo, I wouldn't form an alliance with guys like you. And then he again goes and grins at the pale-looking duo and laughs, saying, you should have read to the end. He is so cold-blooded, it's actually hilarious how little he cares for people that negatively affect the story. And then Kim Dolkja, after getting some nice relaxing sleep after all that fun, immediately starts harassing Lee sung and Jung mi and uses the restriction of life restriction. So if they break the rules he sets, they will die. And then Jung Miso somehow becomes a character. And Kim Dokja is able to see all his attributes and constellations. So he was wondering why he suddenly became a character. And then after that, he steals his smartphone from him. And then because he has this cell phone... Or smartphone, he's able to see all the prophets' conversations. And they're all talking about how people even read over 50 chapters and how they're real psychos. And Kim Dokja's probably just thinking, well, tough luck for you. But he's also probably insulted. Like, excuse me, you just insulted my whole reason to live. And then once we get there, it turns out that because people got off early, they didn't understand that... This wasn't actually a star relic, and it isn't the supposed weapon. It was actually a trap to kill them all. And Kim Dokja's just thinking, this is why I couldn't trust those who didn't read to the end. Due to these people who got off early, today became all wrong. So it turns out it's actually a meteorite, which is a main event in the fifth scenario. 
and the danger sleeping inside the meteorite would differ depending on the color, brightness, size, and type. However, the meteorite I was looking at was one that should never hatch. It is the fifth grade fire dragon species, lesser dragon igneal. So an intermediate Dokubi appears and uses its discretion to change the scenario content because it's too difficult and if everyone dies, you know, the constellations will get bored. Because right now they're in the fourth main scenario and this shouldn't happen till the fifth main scenario. But the hidden scenario has arrived and it's called United You Die, Scattered You Die. Already looking great. Category Hidden. Difficulty A. Clear conditions. Within the time limit, hunt down the lesser dragon Igneal or survive his attacks. Time limit, 20 minutes. Compensation, 3,000 coins. Failure, death. Hidden pieces are hidden in this mission. So a 20-minute survival mission, from the title to the contents, it was ridiculous. Why do I feel like we're not going to like this Dokubi as much as Peel? And the constellations really like this scenario because these footholds appear that allow you to be shielded from the lesser dragon's fire attacks. So people are already killing each other for the spots and, you know, the constellations really like to watch humans turn on each other. And then there's this one prophet with the number two written on its foothold. And despite the urgent situation, the man seemed relaxed. And it turns out that that guy is actually an apostle. And Kim Doctor realizes this because that guy keeps mentioning the demon king Asmodeus, which in the second regression, Yu Jungyo was one-sidedly beaten by the demon king. But this recollection didn't appear before the 50th chapter. It's closer to the 57th. So this guy is definitely one of the 12 apostles. The guy known as number 1168 is one of the apostles saying he's killing the larvae before they become butterflies. Because the larvae that are about to become pupa are easiest to kill. And he's doing this because of the butterfly effect. And with lots of flying butterflies, unnecessary storms will happen. Turns out there are actually five apostles there that want to save Yu Jungyo because things would be difficult if they died there. And the revelations, aka ways of survival, would be greatly ruined. And the apostles decide to slay the lesser dragon Igneal using the ice pills which is a pill that had a certain probability of appearing when a 7th grade elemental species was hunted in the Kansogu area stations. They already managed to get their hands on this pill and it would release a powerful ice attribute for at least 5 minutes. And they also reveal their plan was to hit Jungmuro the moment they received the information that he was coming to this from the Night Prophets. But my question here is, isn't the real Yu Jungyeol still at the base? Though he's passed out right now, I find it hard to believe he won't wake up in time to kill the intruders. And I can't wait for the apostles to realize they've been smacked from behind. And Kim Dokja also asks about the apostles' so-called king, which they say never got off, which Kim Dokja is just calling out saying that's not true. And it's so absurd he starts laughing because he knows he was the only one who finished the novel. 
And it also turns out no one knows what will happen to the universe if Jung-yo dies. Like, they don't know if he'll exist in the next turn or will it end this world. Which is why Kim Dokja decides to freak them all out by walking towards the lesser dragon like he's Jung-yo. But I'm like, Kim Dokja, you can die. But in the moments before his death, the moments before the flames burst out from the center of the platform, he exploded all the strength in his muscles and ran towards the legs of the dragon. He was then able to put the flag in the flag holder of Angle Station. So now he occupies it. So he's currently occupying Chungmuro, which is his main base, Myeongdong, Pyeongdaemun, History and Culture Park, Pyeongdaemun, Pyeongmyo, Shindangle Station, Chungo Station, Yaksu Station, Jinsei-dong Station, and Ango Station. So he achieved the hidden scenario King's Road because he has occupied 10 stations. And because he has occupied 10 stations, he can receive a new king attribute, either King of Arrogance, King of Hypocrisy, King of Solitude, Haste King, or King of No Killing. He picks King of No Killing. And when he's about to literally sacrifice himself, he says, you should be careful, you only have one life. And when he says this to the apostles, it's so cold-blooded. I'm like, excuse you, Kim Dokja, you only have one life too. Though he definitely has something planned. So he dies, and the only notification we get, like little pop-up, is the privilege of King of No Killing is activated. What is the privilege of King of No Killing? What is that? That's the end of episode 9. I just finished analyzing chapter 53 of Ominescent Reader's Viewpoint. What is going on? So first, he blatantly sacrifices himself. Like, not just jumping into that beast's mouth. He's now literally dead. And what is the attribute of King of No Killing? It's got to be some revival skill. Otherwise, why would he do it? My question is, when he does revive, because there's no way he doesn't, but like really cutting it close here where does he revive like does he come back exactly how he was does he lose his money does he lose like does he lose anything i'm also interested in what's happening at chung but that's the end of this episode i'm super excited to read more chapters of ominous reader but next episode i will be analyzing chapters of trash of the count's family see you next episode